Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's episode number 58 of the Audible Farm Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Couchtown Coffee. Couchtown Coffee is roasted right here in Iowa. They will ship coffee to your house, and you can brew it at your own house at your convenience. You can't beat that. That's some. That's pretty convenient right there, uh, especially in this day and age where everything you already buy is probably shipped to your house. I mean, I'm sure there's some stuff you buy that's not shipped to your house, but but still, you get the picture. I mean, uh, what with all of the websites these days buying things and shipping them, why not ship your coffee as well? Uh, it's it's amazing coffee. Like I said, it's it's roasted right here in Iowa too, so you can support local and have stuff shipped to your house all at the same time. And not only that, but it's amazing coffee. So go to www www.couchtowncoffee.com click on the our coffee section and find a coffee you like if you uh, make an order this week october 24th through the 30th you can save 20 percent. why because couchtown coffee is that cool if you use the code word scott this week you can save 20 percent on your order at www.couchtowncoffee.com the code word is scott and you could save 20%. And why is the code word Scott? Because this week I'm sitting down with Scott Kirkhart. He's a guitarist, uh, singer, songwriter. I didn't know he originally played the drums. Uh, I mean, that's one of the fun parts about this podcast is getting to know people and, and learning that some of the, the best musicians in the area are pretty talented and not just on one instrument. Um, he plays guitar in Salty Views Acoustic Review, as well as being a solo artist. And I, I guess I, I knew him mostly as a solo artist, but I also know Salty Views, so uh, I'm no stranger to those guys being in the area and, and doing what they're doing. So we sit down and talk about both of those things. We talk about the single he released. We talk about the single he is going to release. And uh, there's more about that in the podcast. So I'm going I'm to let that one sit there. But we actually kind of got in touch over the fact that I was I was looking to get some podcast shirts. And uh, there's more about that in the outro too. But uh, the, the podcast shirts is kind of how we got in touch. And then uh, it just kind of spitballed. And he's, he said, hey, can I get some stickers? And I said, yeah. So I sent him some stickers. And he put my stickers on a Martin guitar case. So I got to step my game up, you know, oh man, I can't believe there's an audible farm sticker right next to the Martin logo. That's pretty sweet. If you ask me. So we sat down, we got in touch, sat down, did an awesome podcast. I had a great time sitting down with him. Uh, uh, Scott, thanks very much for taking some time out of your day to sit down with me and Hey everybody, I hope you enjoy this one. Cause it's really great. It's the audible farm podcast with your host, Peter Stockdale. All right, uh, sitting down today. I'm sitting down with Scott Kirkhart. Is that that? I'm always like weirded out by saying people's last names because everybody pronounces them differently. Uh, Kirkhart, yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. Believe it or not, I've messed up a couple, but we got it right. Sitting down today with Scott Kirkhart. Um, you and I have gotten in touch a little bit here and there online about getting together to do a podcast and uh, finding the right time is always hard to do podcasts, but we got we got together. Yes, we did. Yeah, man. So uh, you had originally, um, when I was looking to get Audible Farm t-shirts, you I think that was the first time we had you had reached out and you were just like, I know a guy. And I was just kind of like, ooh, uh, this guy plays music. So it's kind of nice to see that, that somebody out there that's playing music saw the hey i need help with t-shirts and and hit me up yeah yeah um i i mean i not to be like hey i didn't go with the guy you you suggested (laughs) no you didn't but that's all right but 
um, it got us in touch with one another to uh, do a sticker exchange, and now now we're doing a podcast. Right on. Yeah, man. So uh, you were saying that you actually do listen to this podcast uh, quite a bit, not just this one, but a lot of podcasts. You know, you spend a lot of time on the road. I do. I do my full-time job as a FedEx driver, so I get to listen to a lot of podcasts. Oh, yeah, man. That's a... Uh, that's, that's you spend more time on the road than I do. I mean, I spend a lot of time on the road, but <laughs> I spend a lot of time on the road. So uh, let me ask you this: This is going to be something that's weird, kind of off topic right away. But um, I've found that the more I drive on the road, the less I want to listen to music. Does that make any sense? Yep. No, nope, that's correct. Um, are we getting old and just wanting that talk radio back, or what's the deal? Well, that's the nice part. You know, you're always alone in a, in a vehicle. Yeah. You, you kind of want somebody to conversate with, or at least listen to some human interactions. So. Yeah. Exactly. I think that's what it is. You know, as weird as it sounds, I took a business communications class recently, and we had to like log all of our communication that we did for a whole week, and it was just like, oh, that's literally like the whole time, like all day long. And then I was like, man, I'm driving in cars, listening to podcasts, and that's technically communication because like, you know, Joe Rogan or whoever, Bill Burr, or somebody's sitting there talking to those. me. Any of those guys out there that are doing podcasts, I'm listening to them, so they're communicating with me, uh, whether or not I get to communicate. Well, then back. I got on Gene Walker. Uh, recommended one of the Disgraceland. Yeah, and I started listening to that. Dude, and I was, I'm like, this is awesome. <laughs> I was listening to that on the way here. Oh, were you really? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's um, great. Yeah, there's a new one out. Uh, it's they got they got a good stuff going there, and that's one of those like big time podcasts. I didn't even know it existed, and I was just like, holy cow, this is so good. And there's a bunch of them. Yeah. I mean, um, there's something for everybody there, from like uh, SoundCloud rappers to anything. the Rolling Stones to I mean, you name it. There's when something. I was, for when everybody. I started writing, when I started writing. A lot of songs, my own songs. Mm -hmm. I I got on there and I searched songwriting, mm -hmm. and there's podcast upon podcast of songwriting. No way! Oh yeah, that's cool. Anything that you want is is on there for a podcast. How did you get started writing your own songs then? Like uh, like was that something okay? Like you know that was the next thing to do, I guess. In my I, I don't know. You know, it was funny. I, I've always written down lyrics and written down lyrics, but I could never piece anything together. Uh -huh. So I used to I had these papers that were just literally full of different lyrics and, uh -huh. and I could never make a song out of them but all of a sudden one day I was just like yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this I'm gonna sit down and do this so my girlfriend Amy and I actually we started writing and I remember it was the first song that we wrote together and it just we wrote it in 10 minutes and it came out on a, we wrote it on an envelope dude yeah it that's was quick. cool yeah that is insane I've actually like if you ever Check out the big bands that had the one hit wonders. It's like, how did you write this? And they're like, it just came out. Like, yeah, you know, it did. I remember like uh, hearing a story once about like Round and Round by Rat. They were just like, we wrote this thing in like one sitting. We just like got together and it was just like, dun -dun 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 -dun. and it's just like, okay, we got a whole song here yep. and it just came out. So that's that, that's crazy. And that's how it started. Was a guitar riff. And I was like, oh, hey, this is pretty cool. Let's figure out a song. And it was gonna be a, a song about being in love. It ended up being a breakup song. Yeah. Of all things. But yeah. Yeah. And so, dude, that's crazy. And you wrote it down on an envelope. On an envelope, and it took us about ten minutes. Do you still have the envelope? Uh, we do. Yeah. That is sweet. <laughs> yeah, that is so do. cool, dude. Yeah. Oh, Man, as somebody who does not write music, that'd be me. I have written music and it's garbage, but and it's not garbage. But it's just, uh, you know, you, you when you put music out there, it's really like you get a little self conscious because you're like, oh, here's this art, you know. And oh it's, yeah, it's, you're it's, very self conscious. So I, I always just kind of hold my stuff back. But you were at least smart enough to like catalog all these ideas you had for lyrics or like little ditties and things like that. Yeah, I was just even driving around in a FedEx truck for. 20 years Dude, you know, I've, been, I've been with FedEx for 17 years so you know all of a sudden I'll 
I'll hear a song and then it'll pop a, something in my mind about this and I'll just write it down on a piece of paper and yeah, shove it in my pocket. And, Dude, that's genius. But I've never, now we got phones. And you're, you're so smart to do that because it's, I, I mean, I know what you're saying. You have those things where it's just like, dude, this would make a good song lyric or something. Right. And then if you don't write it, it's just like those comedians say, if you don't write it down now, you'll forget. Right. And and you always forget. Well, and you know? it's always, oh. always. Like, you know, you wake up at two o'clock in the morning and all of a sudden you're like, oh man, listen to this song. And you need to write that down because sometimes that's the best song that you'd ever written at uh-huh. two o'clock in the morning. You know, exactly. you have Exactly. Uh, an expiration or a, you know something that an idea that throws you in your mind at three o'clock in the morning and it's it's always right it's for real you know like you said it could be you gotta have a piece of paper with you on you like write down just even if it's just like a couple lines or like one line and another one or like the idea like i've had just like song titles where it's like dude i could just hand this song title right. to somebody else and they could write a whole well, song you know, about that's it where, you know? that's where imagine came from which is it's a christian it was the number one christian song out and then it made the number one pop charts <laughs> Uh, you know, I can only imagine or whatever that song was. Yeah. And after his dad died and when he was a little kid, he wrote in journal all the time and here imagine comes out or he, he keeps seeing the word imagine. If I could only imagine, if I could only imagine. Oh man. And the next thing you know, here's the number one song in the country. That's crazy. Yeah. You know, gosh, maybe that's what it comes down to is like actually writing the stuff down because you know, our memories are so faulty and that's terrible. That's one of those things. But it's easier now than more easier now than ever because your phone yeah just type it in your notes yeah whatever you got or even if you're just playing around at your house like it takes no data to just turn your phone on and hit record right as if if you hear something that you've played before you could probably refigure it out but you know like if you just play it once and be like i'll remember this tomorrow morning you won't remember it never remember it or it just won't feel as good because you don't remember it the way you remembered it the night before yeah so and that's you know that's genius i don't know how many hours i spend playing in my basement with recording equipment like uh this little portable digital recorder thing i got like it's just sitting there i should just be recording everything i play yeah and even if it's the dumbest idea or you think it's the dumbest idea it could be the coolest idea yeah you know you don't know. That's the thing about you put it out there and you're like, oh, I don't know if I really like this song, you know, mm-hmm. and then it's a hit. Yeah. I mean, I I had heard about people doing that kind of stuff. Uh, I mean, this is going to sound kind of weird, but I remember reading in a Guitar World magazine that like Megadeth was making their own studio and the whole thing was like, no matter where you were at, you could be like sitting in the crapper playing a guitar <laughs> <laughs> and, and it would be recording whatever was coming whatever out of the amp, doing. wherever it was at, you yeah. know, and there was just like, there was 24-7 audio recording on every single piece of equipment. So no matter what you did it would get recorded and somebody could listen back to it and be like, Oh dude, you played this at two in the morning when you were here and it sounded great or whatever. Check this out. (laughs) Yeah. You know? And so that was like some, you know, that just made me think kind of like a parallel to this. Why not just turn something on while you're playing? Well, that's kind of how I remember started was, you know, it was just, we started writing it and we started the next thing, you know, it just came off and I'm like, Oh, this might be pretty good. That's, and then I contacted Brad Hoving. He's a buddy of mine, really good friend. Mm -hmm. Um, and he, Getting into heavy recording, you know, and doing a lot of recording now. Yep. Yeah, he's doing really good, too. Oh, he's great. Yeah. He, he, the guy's a genius when it, it comes to stuff like that. It's a, I think he's self-taught, too. He, when he talks gibberish to me, I mean, he's like, <laughs> he's like, well, we need to take the 6K out of this one and this, Dude, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And I'm like, huh? The deeper people get into that, I'm just like, I got no clue. Yeah, I'll I just got, play I'll... guitar and sing, man. <laughs> so I was like, hey, I want to record this. So he, he came over to my house and... and we just recorded it, you know, and then I, I got on TuneCore. You can send it to TuneCore, and next thing you know, it's on Apple Music. Sweet. And then I had a buddy said, "Hey, I really want to make a video. Mm-hmm. Let's make a music video out of it." So, dude, cool. Tim Fox out of uh, out of Albert City, um, 
he owns TFC Photography. He, he says, hey, let's do this. So we got together and made a video, and now we're at like 35,000 views now or whatever it that's is. That's insane, and, dude. Yeah, it's crazy. That's so crazy. Man, you know, and that's just kind of how it happens, too, is you just, uh, I mean, it's nothing against DIY, because that's kind of like a DIY thing. It just happened, and there it is. Yeah. But like... I mean, I could make a music video, but is it going to be the greatest music video ever? Nah. Like, it's easier to just be like, hey, just let somebody else right. do it. And, dude, I've, like I said, I've I perused the YouTube channel on the way up here uh, right before I left Humboldt to come see you. And I, I listened to a couple of your tunes, um, especially the one you sent me. I listened to that a couple of times, just trying to, like, get in the vibe of this podcast. I mean, it's great stuff. And... I, I don't know how to describe it. It's like country, but it's not quite just straight country. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. It's kind of got a little, I don't know, Southern feel to it. I yeah. Think. I think so. I'm more of, you know, I'm more of a Southern rock yeah. style. I, I like, like the Almond Brothers are a huge. <laughs> yeah, dude. I love the Almond Brothers and I, and I, um, the, uh, I can't even think of their name right now. Yeah. It's gonna, it's gonna, it's always when you're on microphone. Right. Just, always. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but I, I like the Almond Brothers. Eric Clapton's a huge, you know. I went down to Nashville and seen him. Oh, cool! And and they've always been big influences on me. Um, Warren Haynes, yeah, dude. Derek Trucks, yep. Susan Tedeschi, yep, all those guys. Yeah. But I also like some of the new. I don't like the bro country so much. <laughs> that, you know, sit on a tailgate and drink a beer stuff. But yeah. I love some of the new writers like. Ross Ellis, Mitchell Tenpenny, some of their lyrics are just insanely good. You know, let, let's like take a tiny pause there. Isn't it weird now that like, it feels like country was always, you had like the good country and then the outlaw country and that was just two factions. And now there's like weird little subgenres in country. completely. And uh, it's always weird because you get a country station and they'll play them all. Yeah. Like from one end to the next. So, right. And it's it's just kind of wild. So it's 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 tough to call something like country or like, you know, just country, you know, Blackberry smoke. That was the other band that I love. That's out right. Okay. Now. Love them. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of a Southern rock band is mm -hmm. what they are. I've seen them a couple times live. They're incredible. And, but we opened up, I opened up for, um, met Ross Ellis. I opened up for Ross Ellis and Drew Baldridge doing acoustic shows. Mm-hmm. In um, Alta, Iowa, of all places. Cool. 40 below zero. Here comes this kid oh, from Nashville, <laughs> Tennessee, and he gets pulled over by the cop by his on his way there. Oh, jeez. Uh, and, and this kid is such a great writer. Check him out. Ross Ellis music is what it is. And he's right. incredible. All right. Oh, man. Ross Ellis music. I'll have, to, I'll have to bookmark that. I need to put my phone in my pocket. That vibration's coming through the mic. <laughs> all right. There we go. Put it away. So... You say you like to like I don't want to say like southern rock blues stuff stuff in that genre. How did you go from that to acoustic? Like, did you like start playing guitar as a kid or? Well, I or actually play all... drums. I, oh, okay. Yeah, I, I've been noticed on your on your podcast. Everybody plays drums. You know, you got Jake and all those guys in there. Yeah. Well, the um, world seems to be short of drummers. Yet for I've interviewed sure. like a million of them. I was so... I was a three time state jazz band drummer. Oh, geez. And then I went to college and played drums. <laughs> oh gosh. And I went to college with you know like like. Kai and Jared Wigert, and, mm -hmm. you know, we and we all play college. We play drums together all the time. Oh, cool! And then all of a sudden, one day, I just quit. Oh, why? I, I, I was just like, I'm done. I'm, I'm just tired of this, you know. I, mm -hmm. I got other stuff to do. I started. I was working radio part time, you know. And mm -hmm. I wanted to get into the radio thing, and and I was, I just, I got tired of it. I was burned out. I played since I was 15, 14 years old, drums, you know. Yeah. And then, um, I didn't play anything until after 9/11. 
Okay. And I had a buddy, Brian Jensen, um, from Manson. He uh, he was stuck in Florida, you know, after the whole 9-11 thing, and you couldn't fly anywhere or mm -hmm. anything like that. And he says, man, if I ever get back, let's, let's buy guitars and let's learn how to play. So... We bought a guitar and we bought chord books and we started learning how to play and that's mm -hmm. just how it ended up doing that. Dude, that's awesome. Like the buddy system is one of the coolest things ever because that was what kind of drove me to get beyond just like playing what's written down and actually like improvising and doing your own thing was just like having a buddy to be like, you go learn something tonight and I'll learn something There's, and tomorrow sure. we'll get together and we'll show each other what we learned and you learn twice as much twice Absolutely. as fast. You know? Yeah. And so. you know, we liked the same kind of music, but he was into some other alternative stuff, you know, and I was like, well, that's pretty cool. I'll try to learn that. And, mm -hmm. and it, I don't know, one thing led to another and then it just becomes part of your life. Like literally you, I wouldn't know what to do without it anymore. Yeah. I mean, I have a guitar in my hand when I'm not in a FedEx truck most of the time. Yeah. I mean, there's almost always like a guitar with an eye shot. I was, I was always a big fan of like putting one next to a TV, you know? Always. I usually have one by the couch. I usually have one in the bedroom. I, you know, I mean, there, there's always a guitar sitting around somewhere. Yeah. It's always fun. Like I never realized how much I actually sit down and like play my guitar, but like I will just like be like doing homework or whatever I'm doing sitting at a computer and then it's just like you just turn to the right and you're like oh, I'm gonna pick up this guitar quick and then you just like play even if it's just 10 minutes 20 minutes sometimes it turns into like an hour and you're like oh I gotta put this thing down so yeah. I can go back to you know it's weird because it just starts soaking up your time and I never thought when I was younger I was going to like enjoy it as much as I do now right yeah, um, well it becomes a part of you like you don't you know I mean you don't that's what it is for me anyway I mean it's literally like I'm sitting here watching TV or whatever and I got a guitar in my hand, whether I'm just noodling around with my fingers or playing chords or, mm -hmm. or doing whatever with it. I mean, yeah. I always have one on my hand. Okay, so let me ask you this. Is uh, the accessibility of the guitar one of the appeals? Because you can't just, like, sit there with a drum set in your hands, like, waiting to put... I mean, you can sit there with sticks and just always beat on stuff. Well, but you know, as a drummer, sorry all my drummer fans out there, but they never got any good-looking chicks, so... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that wasn't it. it was, you know what? I remember drinking and having a good time in and, and, and a, and, and a buddy's garage, um... And he would play guitar, and we'd just kind of circle around him and, and sing songs, and you know, mm -hmm. and I always wanted to do that. So that's when I decided I was just going to learn how to do it. And then came the internet. Yep. And, well, you know, three chords, you know, every old classic rock song there is. Yep. I mean, and that's kind of how it started. Yep. Dude, that's what it is. I... I when I teach guitar lessons to like uh, beginner guitarists, and that's one of the first things I show when I show them like a handful of open chords. Is I'm just like, all right, here's like any song by Tom Petty. Check it out. You can play the whole thing. Yeah. You know, and it's just oh, like, yeah. and you just start yeah. like showing to us. And they're totally. Just, they're just like, oh my gosh, I didn't it's know like this. like Sweet Home Alabama. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I can play. Yeah, you can play this. Right. You know, and that's one of those things that like once they get through that initial like, all right, we got to learn what notes are and what where the chords are at, and then it's like, oh wow, actually. You know, because they don't know that the internet can like open up all this stuff to you, but yeah. like that's all I'm trying to be is like a conduit, you know. So that's all I did is I just kind of set it around and played acoustic around the house, mm -hmm. you know. And I think I was, I'm 43 now, and I think I was 35. Um, and I had, I got my kids, my kids are older, you know, and, mm -hmm. and now they are. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to join a band, you know, I'm going to see what I can do. So well, we, a bunch of us got together from Manson and started this sweet lowdown is what the, was what the band was called. And mm -hmm. it was a classic rock band. And, oh, it was Val Kettleson and Matt Kettleson, Pat Ackerson played drums, Jesse Bianchi, Brian Jensen, and then myself. Mm -hmm. And we loved it. It was fun. You know, it was just a good time. 
And then, of course, over the years, we played probably two summers, I think, two or three summers, I think. And then everybody just kind of got busy and kind of tired of it. And you know how bands go. We kind of got tired of each other after yeah. a while. And yep. So we just kind of disbanded. And, and then I was sitting there like, man, I don't want to just sit here now. Mm-hmm. So at the time, I was like, I'm going to try to book a solo show and see if I can do it. Mm-hmm. And man, I was so nervous that Dude. first show. My legs shook the whole time, you yeah, know. And I and yeah. I think I think back at that, you know, that I'm like, oh, dude. That's all I keep thinking is just like, how do you guys that play solo acoustic guitar? How do you do it? You know, it's like, even even somebody that doesn't sit there and do as much finger picking and diddling and stuff. Even if you're just playing open chords and singing, like, I don't, I don't know. Like, well, it's it's not impossible. I've done it one time, and exactly like you said, I was just like. I, the whole time you're like, I don't want to throw up. Like, you just, right? Oh yeah. yeah, I mean, scared to death. Yeah, and yeah. I, and I'll never. Um, at that point in time, I wanted to become a better guitar player. Mm-hmm. So I kind of surrounded myself with people that were a lot better than me. Yeah, you know, like Chris Carr and Jeremy Ober. Smart. Yeah, and and they taught me a lot. You know, and I. Um, so even Chris, you know, came out to different solo gigs and played with me. Oh, cool! And we did like a you know a tandem a duet type deal for a while, and and that was fun. Um, but you know, I really kind of and then I got you learn how to become. We're all good musicians, but you learn how to become an entertainer when you're a solo person. Yeah, because you have to entertain the crowd. Otherwise, you're just another guy up there singing, yeah, <laughs> playing I mean, tunes. That's like the one thing I always thought was like I can. I'm perfect for sitting in the corner and playing and having people ignore me. You know, not yeah. like ignore you, but like I'm I'm a live jukebox. Right. You know? Yeah. But but at the same rate, like I'm not I'm not something where you should put me on a stage and everyone should face me. I never figured out how people could do that. You know, it's yeah. and it's not that I'm not entertaining, but I just I haven't cracked the code of whatever well, you guys are doing. You got to learn how to work that crowd. You know, and that's and that's the sometimes the hardest part. You know, and you, as soon as you walk into a bar. Or, or, or a, a winery, mm-hmm. you know what kind of a crowd you got right away. Yep. Whether they're into it, whether they're just kind of sitting there, you know, and then you just kind of get them into it. Chris Carr does a great job of it. Yeah, uh, yeah. He, Ober is a great friend of mine, and he's got that style of music and personality through his music mm-hmm. where his music kind of demands your attention when you listen to it you know yeah. i mean it's kind of like oh listen to this you know? yeah yeah and that's what that's what the cool vibe is about all right okay so my recorder was full but we're back we're talking about jeremy over you were saying like you know everybody's got to have this own style of being um themselves or or interacting with the crowd and we were talking about jeremy over just kind of having this this style all of his own I think it's like you said. It's a lot of it's just people's personality is just like amplified plus music. Absolutely, you yeah. Know? Jeremy does a nice job. Where I mean, first of all, he's an incredible writer. You know, some my favorite yeah. song. My favorite song that he does is "Atmosphere," and it's not even recorded yet. I'm like, dude, you got to get that recorded. He's, you know, I'm sure he's got a bunch of them that like, I don't know how how he's how I know, many he does have recorded. Uh, but I know Brad's working on a few of them. So good, good, yeah. yeah. yeah it's. Dude, it's insane. It's insane. And and then you got you know, then you got goofballs like my good buddy Clint Riedel. I love the yeah. guy. Love the guy to death, you know. And and he uh, he's a hell of a writer too. And his Dude. own. I mean, he does his own thing. And you know? he's insanely good. You and know, he knows how to work a crowd. Yeah, I exactly. Mean, well, that's that's an example of what I said. If somebody's not just out there just doing all these finger picking fancy stuff on the guitar, that Clint's a good example of that. He's he's yeah. like a like just insanely good 
entertainer. You know, he's he's got songs that people can relate to. Right. They're about sentimental things. They're also comedic. Yeah. He's, he's funny. Oh, yeah. You he's know? hilarious. You know, uh, and on top of that, like, if you go talk to him, he's like the nicest guy you'll ever meet. Oh, totally. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I've, we partied a lot. <laughs> it's so crazy to sit and think about that. Like, um, one of the last podcasts I did was with uh, uh, Chip Evans. Chip said, uh, God, how did he word it? It was like, uh, music takes all kinds of people. And that's like a good example of that. Was you, just, you just named three extremely different people with three ex- extremely different styles of portraying themselves on stage and they're all amazing musicians right you oh, know yeah all of them and so and, and that's just around here i mean I, yeah I, I imagine what it's like out elsewhere yeah you know i mean and you know ober does his own thing he's great he brutal republic is awesome yeah you know? uh, like tonight we're gonna go see trevino at yeah i'm like what <laughs> trevino and there's a bunch of musicians going down there to check him out yeah because we want to see this yeah you know? exactly so we're gonna go down to shiny tap and watch him but um i know clint will probably be there i know ober will probably be there you know and I, so that'll be a good time but that's one of my favorite parts about and i've mentioned it a lot on the podcast like the northern iowa crowd especially around fort dodge everyone is like ludicrously supportive of one another we are and yeah that, you know i don't I, I listened to your Chip Evans pod, podcast, and I think Chip is right. It, it didn't used to be that way for a while. There was a lot of egos around, mm-hmm. I've felt anyway. But, you know, never with like Ober or Clint or or especially now. Mm-hmm. I just don't really feel that in, in the community yeah. anymore. We kind of all support each other. Yeah, I think like like what kind of what Chip said was it take it just a couple people started just being those people that were like I'm gonna go to all these shows, yeah. see what everybody's got, and like hang out with everybody because who cares? It's it's great music, and I want to just go check it out. And then all of a sudden, everybody started taking notice, and then it's just all of a sudden you have this giant support system that everybody has completely. You know, it's. I mean, it's so much easier to promote your band when you don't have to promote your band because all your buddies are going to your show and they'll promote it for you. Right. You know? Yeah, totally. So, I mean, that's... And you know what? So I got a new single coming out. Yeah. Um, I just went to TuneCore today, so hopefully in a few days. Nice. Hopefully. You know, let's see. The Thursday, the podcast yeah, comes so, out. So maybe... So I'm, I'm maybe. hoping maybe, but Thursday or Friday, it yeah. pops out. Yeah. But, you know... I wanted to do the first one was all solo acoustic, and then I, this one was like, I, it needs a band. It really needs a band. Mm-hmm. So I got Brad Hoffing playing bass. Nice. I got Ober playing lead guitar. Cool. And I got Caleb Ferry playing drums. Dude. You know, and they're they're not country players. No. You know, but they loved it. We had we all had a good time doing it. That's cool. Yeah. So that's I'm, so I'm cool. excited and stoked for that. Dude, that's sweet. That's like a mini super group behind yeah, you. Well, know? Like, well, it's just, you know, it's, it's something that I always wanted to do. And it, it, that's, you know, we're kind of doing it. You know, and then Ober's such a, Caleb's like, well, you just, I said, how much do I owe you, man? He says, oh, just give it to, give it to Ober, whatever, you know? And I'm like, what? <laughs> and then he's like, Ober's like, well, just give me a bottle of whiskey. <laughs> you know, I was like, okay. Oh my gosh. Uh, Jeremy Ober with that like voice from yeah, God. He's got that really deep voice, you know? <laughs> oh man, he's. He's he's such a character. Everybody everybody around here has just been so even like t- to this podcast to uh, the regional rock hour. Um, oh yeah. There's uh, another podcast uh, in Fort Dodge here that actually is doing pretty much the same thing I'm doing. I don't know if if you, I haven't heard of it yet. Let me uh, let me pull it up here. I'm gonna see how much information I can pull up just to just to talk about it real quick. All right. Uh, let's see here. 
We're talking uh, the indie music room, and uh, oh, I have, yeah, um, yeah, Heather Kelly, Heather Kelly, yeah, yep. and she used to be with Hypnosis. Yes, there you go. Yeah, um, I actually just talked to her recently, and uh, I listened to a bunch of her podcasts. I don't know if you got iPhones, but I do. It, but yeah. it's on the Apple Podcast there. So if you want to check it out, she's, it's a, she's a sweetheart. Yeah, and you know, the more the merrier making these podcasts, talking to people, because I'm sure we're all going to hit different people, you know, and talk to. Well, that's kind of what cool part about yours is you're getting all these different. I'm trying my best, man. I mean, you know, you get you got the, I would, I don't know, I would say I'm probably more country, but I still like a lot of the blues and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know. But you got heavy metal guys, you got, you know, the, the punk rockers. The punk rockers. I mean, I've, I've done pro wrestler. Yeah, um, right. Yeah, I heard um, that one too. Uh, artists. I did one with all artists. I did one with uh, just an artist. I mean, I've done. I've tried to do a little bit of something with everybody because. Honestly, I, I used to spend a lot of time playing music, and then I like quit playing music, and I went to pro wrestling shows. And I spent like five years going to pro wrestling shows, like every weekend. And I just, I don't know, I tried doing something while I was there. I just had like a Twitter account that I just posted all my pro wrestling thoughts to, and everybody <laughs> kind of took to it. And um, it was weird. Like some, uh, I would get like retweets from like Vince McMahon and Triple H sometimes. Really? And, yeah. And like, uh, like, just famous-ish people would follow me, um, uh, trainers in the WWE and stuff like that would like occasionally like follow me for like a few weeks and then unfollow me. On your Twitter me. feed? Yeah, it was it oh, was that's pretty it cool. got weird for a while. You know, so <laughs> I had to like you know clean up my act and uh, try and tweet just just wrestling stuff and and now I you know, I've kind of reclaimed it for whatever I want to tweet. But you know I've spent so much time in these areas and it's just like I need to find some way to give back to these people and this is uh, this is how I chose to do it and it's you know why stop at music? You know I'm entertained by artists and and pro wrestling and I went oh, to a yeah. comedy show interviewed the comedian dude like Chris. Schley Lifting is so funny. He's from the Quad Cities area. Like, huh. I mean, I've, like I said, I just why, why stop at just this? Right. And yeah. That comes back to like you just you said like when you're on stage, you're an entertainer. You're not you're not solely a musician. You know? No, no. I yeah. Honestly, I think being a musician is just half of it. You know. I mean, yeah. You gotta you gotta work that crowd a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And I mean, that's that's the parallel I think between all of these things is like I just wanted to like talk to these people who are entertaining people because that's you know when i go out on the weekend or a weeknight it's just like i just want to be entertained i've driven halfway across the state to spend 15 dollars to watch whatever for an hour and a half just right. so i can drive back home because it's worth it to me right yeah you know? i agree completely and, and whether or not i want to document it or or just talk to the people you know and there's and it's not that i get out very often because i'm always booked doing something you know between mm-hmm. salty views and and solo stuff, but mm-hmm. I love to go out and watch the Jay Clyde band. You know, they're all a bunch of good friends of mine. Yep. Um, I love going to watch Ober play, um, whether it's solo or with Brutal or yep. or whatever duo that he's doing. <laughs> I um, I li- li- love to watch the Blue Ribbon Ramblers. You know, yeah, um, yeah. Jordan's another one that's a great one. He's doing a solo thing just with Clint right now. Mm-hmm. Those guys are so fun to watch. Yeah, and there's a lot of talent just in this area. Yeah, and the, it seems like everybody's not just channeling it one direction. They're all splitting up their time to and and being good about it to just oh. be like, oh, we're just going to do a little bit of something here that I can't do in this project, and Absolutely. you know, and like teaming up with other people, kind of like on your newest album. Um, we're we're gonna. I want to talk to you about Salty Views, but before we do that, you have an album coming up. It's going to be available very soon, if not when this podcast drops, like yep. the next day. Yeah, my, my new single will be out. It'll be on Apple Music, iTunes, all that. Yeah, everywhere you stream it. Yep. Uh, your last album. Yep. that's available everywhere as well. Yep, correct. Oh, I remember. Yep. yep. Scott Kirkhart music. Yep. Just check or out just, Scott Kirkhart on. 
on anywhere. Yeah, anywhere, pretty it. much. And then um, hopefully by the end of the year, I'll have like a five song EP out. Nice. Be, re- be released. Dude. And then November 23rd, um, we decided that was originally going to be the EP release, but I was like, I don't know if it's going to be finished by then. Mm-hmm. So I talked to Brad and or Brad Hofing and I talked to teamed up with the Carol Brewing Company and I said, you know what, let's do let's do a 90 minute live album live at live at the Carol Brewing Company. Cool. So I had to figure out all licensing and stuff with with the uh, with the covers that I do do. Yep. And and then my originals as well. And Brad's like, yeah, man, I'm all for it. Let's do it. You know. And uh, so Jessica McClintock, who's another um, local country mm-hmm. musician, she's she's part of Salty Views also. Yep. Yep. And she's so good. She's going to open the night from seven to eight. And then I'll take the stage about 8.30, and we're going to do it till 10. So Awesome. What night was that? Uh, November 23rd at Carol Brewing Company. Cool. You got, a, you got that on your Facebook page? I do, yeah. Awesome. So uh, Scott Kirkhart Music is yep. the, Facebook That's page the Facebook page and Instagram page. And Instagram. I just want to say tip of the cap to you for having the same, Not the same thing uh, on both. College marketing. <laughs> it, it's, t- it's tough to find. Okay. Well, uh, I don't want to. I don't want to like just delve into this. It's tough to find bands when they have like multiple like different. Oh, this one's got an underscore. That one's got IA after it. You know, oh. this one has band after it. You right. Know? And everyone's a little bit different. It's tough to find them. But if they're the same, it's real easy. Yeah, so. I just thought that would be easy. You know, it yeah. used to be the acoustic side of things is what I first called it when mm-hmm. I first started playing acoustic. And then mm-hmm. I'm like, no, it's me. So I just made it Scott Kirkcourt music. Yeah, yeah. It's you know makes sense. Easy, it's easy to find. Yeah, easy to easy. find. Yeah, dude. Oh man. So you got some new stuff coming out. You got that show coming up, Carol Brewing Company. All that's on the Facebook page, which uh, you do a good job of handling everything on your Facebook page. I try. It's nice and active. Yeah, you know? I uh, got uh, I got a lot of help with that from people that say, "Hey, you need to do this or you need to do this," you know, and that. Yep, I'll do it. You know, yeah. no problem. And you know, that's that's one of those other things is I love that people around here will help each other with that kind of stuff, where it's just like you know. When I'm getting a lot of help from like the Nashville area, you know, I'm. I, I've grown to be pretty good friends with Ross Ellis, um, with uh, C.J. Solar, who wrote Up Down. I don't know if you know that song or not, but no. And, uh, so that that was a big Florida Georgia Line song. Okay. So I opened for these guys, and then we just kind of connected, and we became pretty good friends. Mm-hmm. And you know, and I, I I ask them for advice and say, hey, what do I what what should I do? And you know, or they'll just come and text me and say, hey, love the new single. This is how you promote it a little more. You know, you got to do it this way and this way and this way. Dude, that's awesome. Post four or five times a week and. and Yep. Okay. All right. You know, yep. I'm going to do it. Yeah, it's it's one of those things like you start to learn those little tricks of the trade, especially about social media. There are things you can do to increase the exposure of what's going on because there's the algorithms and this, that, well, and the sometimes other. Sometimes you kind sometimes you're kind of like, oh man, are people getting tired of what I'm posting? You know, but whatever. Well, it's you know, it's it's nice to see something that's not all your posts are exactly the same thing, you know? Right. So it's nice to see, like, you wrote a different message every single time, you know? Yeah. It's not just like, check out my new album, it's here, click, boom. Right. You know, copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, paste. You know, there's there's yeah. a difference between that and, uh, you know, actually being a little bit personable about it, which you are. So, you know, that's that's the other thing is you're active on Facebook. You know, if, if you interact with you, you'll interact back. You oh, know? yeah. And that's it's always tough because some, some band pages and some people don't do that, so. No, yeah, they, they don't. Yeah, so. Even Ober's getting better at that. Dude. Ober always had a really good posting thing. I don't know what he was doing for a while, whether or not he was posting stuff to Reverb Nation and then it would cross post to everything. But for a while, he had something good worked out where it was just like, dude, you got a you got a great way of did doing you, whatever's going on. Did you see on. his live video that he, he was on his way to like Cedar Rapids and he did this live video one time uh-uh. and it, he like he came up live and everybody, I know everybody, even Ferry and all those guys, were like, 
Ober's live on Facebook. What's this? <laughs> That's so awesome. Yeah, dude, I've yet to go live with uh, Audible Farm, and I've had some people say like, "Let's do it" or whatever. But uh, I don't know. I just haven't haven't done it yet. It's so. kind of neat thing. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to find some way to do it without just like giving away a whole entire podcast. Right. You know, because yeah, because then people will just watch it there and then not stream it or whatever. You know, but it's not like it matters. But <laughs> no, <laughs> one way or the other. Turn the lights on. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's getting dark. That's cool. <laughs> All right, so we're back again. Uh, before you uh, were your own recording artist uh, solo project, you did the Salty Views thing, or was that no? Did okay, you do so solo I, and then Salty. Okay, Views? so I did um, I did Sweet and Low Down, and then I did solo for a while, uh-huh. and then um, while I was doing solo, my old friend Tracy Ernst, who plays with like Beaver Creek, uh, okay, now and he also plays for Scotty Rockstar. Uh huh. He came up and says, hey, man, we should try starting a band. You know, and we kind of talked. And I was like, I don't know if I want to get back into a band again. Well, mm-hmm. then we we ended up. So it was Tracy Ernst, myself, Dan Urban, who used to play with Cheap Drinks. Okay. Um, bass player, hell of a bass player. Yeah. And yeah. then Steve Ferguson was a drummer. And we started okay. a band called Highway 7. Okay. Um, so, and we toured for a couple not really tour. I mean, we played all summer long, you know, for, I was probably a couple, a couple years. We built a pretty good following and life's just got busy, you know? Mm -hmm. So we decided that uh, we were just going to kind of wondering what's going to go on. Dan had to do some other stuff. And, and about that time, Corey Weller from Jay Clyde band was playing with, with Salty Views. Okay. And then, um, he was going to go back to Jay Clyde and so Tim and I kind of connected, and I said, hey, you know, why don't we get together and play, see what happens. That's Tim Salter? Yeah, Tim yep. Salter, yep. yeah. So we did, and it's I've been with Salty Views ever since. So I'm going on two years now with Salty. That's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. They're they're one of those bands that's been around. Uh, 20 years. Yeah, I was going to say, and like, in maybe not in the exact capacity they are now, but in some fashion or another. Right, yeah, it started with Tim, and, and or Tim Salter and Mike View. Uh-huh. And then um, that's how the Salty Views thing came about. Okay, I get and, it. You know, and that was they started when it was five man acoustical jam started came out. You mm-hmm. know, I mean that was the cool thing to do with the acoustic revolution. And yep, yep. So uh, they started that, and then they met a waitress, Kelly Daniels. You know, got into it, and and then the next thing you know, we the Afton Holt was into it, and then uh, then they had the two girls, the two sisters, Alyssa and Emily Johnson, mm-hmm. um, who were unbelievable and then I kind of got in well now it's not really so much about the girls it's more of a you know Emily quit um, and she's doing her kind of want to get into her own solo stuff and yeah and so we got Jessica McClintock singing with us now and so now it's kind of like we got this super group of other musicians that kind of yeah. come together just to have a really good time yeah and that's what it is I mean we we play we play country music but we also do, you know, 70s medley. We also do classic rock. We also, yeah. so, and we're just a bar, it's a bar band, but it's not some garage band or anything like that. We like to put on a hell of a show. Yeah. You know, with lights and smoke and all that other stuff. Yeah. And that's one of those things I also noticed was like a very high production value for a, for a band that, yeah. that like, if you were just to be like, I want to go watch a couple of people, like, you know, there's going to be background singing and like and no acoustic drummer. guitars and <laughs> yeah. it's like, Okay, you know, like uh, you know, Tim. Tim came from Front Page News, um, and they always put on a big 
production, you know, and their big booking agency back then told him that, you know, people, people hear what they see. Dude, that's powerful. So it is a production. I mean, you know, the background, the smoke, all the lights, and that's what's kind of fun about it, really. Yeah, dude, that's, that's brilliant. And that's almost like another take on it, because, like, everyone's got their own take on exactly what music should be. I mean, like, if you want to go to, like, the super shreddy metal guys, it's just, like, uh, all black backdrop, we're just going to have white lights, and we're just going to shred. Right. Like, you maybe strobe them a couple times, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. And so they're like, just watch me play. I'm going to stand still and just listen to all this stuff. Completely like the opposite end of the spectrum Completely. from what you're talking about right here. Yeah. Where it's just like, dude, we're going to play and we're going to wow you, but like, it's going to be, there's going to be smoke and lights and the whole nine yards yeah. here. You know, it's not like a low rent thing where you're just going to go see a band in the corner of a bar. We want to put on a mini concert in, in the corner of a bar, basically. Dude, that's, that's cool. What, that's know, cool. That's yeah. That's, I like that idea. You know, just like, uh, you take the concert feel, the big concert feel, and just smush it down into like a yeah, bar. Yeah, and it all fits into a minivan. <laughs> that's that, the crazy that's, part. That's, that's even more mind blowing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a bunch of people that grew up playing Tetris. You know, like <laughs> you should see us loading the van at three a.m. <laughs> that's crazy. You know, and um, like has has it always been that kind of an attack for the band, or did they always not have a drummer? Or um, they've always not had a drummer. Um, so no, there was when they first started. When it was Mike and Tim, they, when they first started, it was no lights, no nothing. It was just two guys playing up on on stage, you know, playing acoustic guitar. Mm -hmm. Well, then over the years, you know, then they added lights, and then they got subwoofers into it. Well, then Tim bought this porch board, you know. So, and it, all it is is a foot pedal bass, is what it is. Okay. Um, with a condenser mic, and it's ran through a thirty-one band EQ, and <laughs> it sounds killer through That's the subs. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. So and then the girls play the girls play you know tambourine and maracas you know and shakers. Mm -hmm. It sounds like a drum set's in it. Yeah, that's so wild, dude. And that's like doing a lot with very little. You know, it's absolutely. Like, that's that's one of those things where it's like fun and experimental at the same time. It's it, it's a niche. Yeah, it's yeah. it's not just. Uh, like, I mean, you could pull it off with just two guys and acoustic and, and end up, oh, here's the rhythm, you know, you can kind of get it. And like right. one guy can do a little bit more of the, yeah. you know, and the other guy can do a little bit more. But that's that's wild to sit there and think that like you could, you don't have a drummer, but you can combine all these things. And it kind of sounds like a drummer, you know, and it's like you don't need the drummer. No. and it's, You don't even miss the drummer. Yeah, Nothing I mean, against drummers. Well, yeah. you know, don't get me wrong. We would, you know, now we're like, well, maybe we should get together and, and get a drummer and a bass player we already got two guitar players mm -hmm. and, and make a, a full band out of it you know and we're like well maybe somewhere down the road yeah. but right now we're just having fun doing dude doing. yeah that's what it's about too and it sounds like you guys are having a blast we you do know? We, and you know we got into we just played at um, Miss Kitty's in, in Des Moines um, oh cool yeah it was two weekends ago that's awesome you know so we're getting and we played at the barefoot bar in okaboji nice we're getting in some of these bigger venues that's now cool which is pretty neat yeah yeah deservingly so i mean that's i always think it's cool when bands from around here kind of and it's not like i want to say travel to my area where i play music but i play music predominantly in the des moines area so it's kind of cool to be like oh so and so is going to be down in des moines here playing yeah. a, playing a show that's sweet you know and it's usually at a bar i, I don't get to play it because right. music's kind of exclusive to certain bars you know well when you're playing punk music and yeah that's what you're playing yeah right? yeah i can't really go to like a uh you know like a fireside Where do you play like lefties stuff like that yeah mm -hmm. lefties vaudeville um okay. a lot at hull you know places like at fremont um you know just 
those are those are the big four i would say there's a couple of other ones here and there like we've played at the gas lamp and, and some other stuff yeah those are cool places yeah too. gas lamps really cool yeah uh, vaudeville uh, there's, i mean there's some cool places in des moines for the live music yeah it's you know it seems to be i've like died down a little bit for like original style music but at the same rate not really because as like the deeper i get into the music scene the more i realize like oh dude there's like funk and those kind of bands out there that are like tapping into a market that i didn't even know existed with a whole line of bars that'll like sign them up to play funk music in a heartbeat yeah and And people love it and i don't want to just be like it's these guys but like you know dick danger band is one of those bands that's just like always 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 busy it seems like you know playing shows and and it's like man these guys got a completely different zone of stuff that's being played even from the cover bands and all of us there was one one band i see it was ben miller the ben miller band Okay. I think they played at Woolies one night. They they opened up for somebody big. Mm-hmm. And this guy's playing a one-string wash tub bass. <laughs> and the other guy has a, uh, oh, the old washboard, you know? Yep. Uh, and he's, it's all electrified. He's got lights on his gloves. And it sounded incredible. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, it was neat. Uh, you know, I wouldn't call it country music. I think it was more kind of a techno almost to it but it Dude, looked like it was, it was weird that's super cool you know that comes back to that innovation i feel like music nowadays is really going to kind of start to i mean you're going to get people you're going to get people that grew up with like dance music and techno more predominantly in today's age you know they're going to be more software driven and like oh, i can do all this stuff with just a keyboard and a beep boop machine and right. you know and like uh you're going to mix that with guitars and it's well, going to get pretty wild some of those djs have anymore they're yep. insane what they do yeah it's pretty wild i've been listening to a lot of bands that and i think they call it like math rock is what the term is for that it what is it's but called? like there's people that are like they won't strum the guitar once it's just like palms across the strings and they're just tapping and going nuts and like the whole time there's like you know a beat going in the background no, but even in country music now you know a drummer always seems to have an uh, uh, like a a laptop Right next to us. Yeah. And, he, and he, you know, they have the opening tracks to the song. Yep. And then all of a sudden, boom, here comes the full band into it. Yeah. Hey. I, you know, I've got nothing against drummers mixing electric stuff with their drum set. I think that's like the coolest it's thing. It's kind of neat. Yeah. I like, mean, especially some of the newer stuff that they're coming out with. It, it's really, really neat what they're doing. Yeah. I, I remember going and seeing a band when I was like 16 or 17 and they were doing some of that stuff and it was just like, uh, it was just one of those things where like each pad made a different noise, but like there's sound effects in the song that needed to be there, but they don't have a backing track because it takes too much time to load a backing track into right. everything and play to it. So they were just like, "All right, you just have to hit this these pads at the certain time." And hey, there they are, the little wicked chickas and stuff like that. And yeah, the drummer you know, played it. It's always been innovation because I think that you know, like even the old ski band back in the day, but yeah. Gene Walker and those guys, mm-hmm. you know, Gene's wonderful man yes he's great i mean he and he's a very very good friend of mine and and i was just you know even then they were kind of innovated back then you, you know and the new synthesizers came out they were playing keyboards at times and then they had some killer electric riffs in there you know yeah and then phil was playing i remember looking at phil going oh my god he's so good at guitar you know and, <laughs> yeah, that was a long time ago <laughs> you know that's the other crazy thing is like i didn't i haven't spent an, as much time in the scene 
up here or even down in Des Moines, really, for that matter. I haven't spent as much time in the scene, period, as like most of the people I'm interviewing or the people I'm talking to. So I'm like kind of getting these glimpses into what happened when I wasn't around and didn't either didn't play music or didn't go to shows around here, you know. So yeah, it's it's kind of like bittersweet to hear these stories about stuff like that. Like, oh man, like, back you know back in the day, the ski band was the band to go to exactly everywhere. And I know and I know that from like growing up, and it's just like ski band, you know. Everybody knows ski right. band, you know. And, or the cave band. There's another one. Yep. I mean, you know, the cave band yep. was a big band I, too. I, I remember the cave band too, growing yeah. up. You know, yeah. and it's it's just one of those things where like you'd always hear about these bands growing up and just be like, oh. I should go see these guys and you never end up going to see them. It's like, well now I can't cause they're not around anymore. You right. know? And, and you know, it's just, it sucks, but it's kind of cool to like, at least be like, dude, you guys transcended genres and everything else to become like weirdly local superheroes because I didn't even go to shows and I know who you guys are. Absolutely. You know? And I feel like that might even be coming back a little bit. I think you know? so. Um, I think it is. Cause like, uh, let me ask you this, like as far as playing solo shows, you would know more than I would, uh, as far as availability of places to play, has it increased lately or no? Yes. Yes. With the, with the rise of breweries and wineries. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So breweries and wineries might be one thing that's kind of driving it. Uh, yeah, I, I would say so that, and uh, you know, local bars are, are getting into it. It's a yes. lot easier to book somebody solo. Mm-hmm. acoustic yep um they're not so loud you know yep. that's what people can still have a good time they mm-hmm. can dance you know and but the full band you know sometimes it gets so loud inside of these little bars yep and they don't they don't want to that and a full band costs a lot more money yeah too, you it's, know? it's also easier to go wrangle one feral cat than it is to wrangle four feral cats yeah so, you know, like that's, that's my, uh, explanation for, um, the one musician versus four musicians or whatever. Cause it's, it's tough. Like wrangling down, you know, four people. It's like, I'll hit up, if you want to book a show with bands, you got to hit up, like, I want three bands on the show. So I'm going to hit up three bands and I'm right. going to wait six weeks till somebody says they can't do it. And it's yeah. two weeks before the booking date. And it's like, oh, great. You know, and that's, it's tough. Cause that's usually how it does, does work out. And I mean, booking music's not easy either. So hats no, off. you know, there's so many people that, you know, when you get behind the scenes and stuff like that, you start booking, mm-hmm. you know, when you book everything yourself and that's a, that's a lot of work in its own, dude. It is, and then you got you know you build a lot of contacts and a lot of friends that way, you mm-hmm. know, and you make you meet a bunch of new people, which are great. But yeah, that's a lot of work in yeah. its own. Yeah, even even making good, honest money is is tough sometimes because it's like I'll play at this place and they agreed to pay me this many dollars, but it's like they're gonna you know they're busy and it's like almost you know I just got done playing. I do, I'm gonna wait to get the paycheck, but like obviously when I'm done, everyone's gonna turn around and go to the bar and get you know. So I can't just like walk up and be like, hook me up. Yeah, you know, I'm so, out of here. Can you hook me up with money? You now? Know, you and know? it's like so you have to sit there and like you know be you know just be patient. It's you like do. you will learn this weird odd. Maybe it's not even that weird, but it's like the the protocol of how to act when you're doing these certain things, you know, as yeah. far as like booking a show, um, uh, receiving your pay, et cetera, whether it's some people will do it before, some people do it after just based on whoever it is. But like, it's tough too. like, I, I've tried to book shows out of like my area. Like as far as like, uh, Omaha is a tough one to break into because like I was talking to some bands from there and they say like most of the promoters know like what nights people are coming out to where to see what music, you right. know, cause there's enough music in Omaha to do that. So if you're just like, I want to come play like a Wednesday and they're gonna be like, no. Or if you're like, oh, can I come play next Saturday? And they're like, no, we've had this booked for months. You, you know, know like, I've, I've played in Omaha. I've played in Des Moines. I played in Sioux city. Nice. I've played in a lot of bigger cities, but some of the, the best gigs 
are there's a little town Shelby Iowa there was a, there's a bar down there called Newts mm-hmm. and man we went to I went to a solo show there on it was October it was a Halloween show mm-hmm. and a place was just packed full of people people yeah. standing outside you know and waiting to get in and yeah I, those are fun shows dude and that's like really cool sometimes if you go to like a smaller town where you're like the only entertainment option people just like go there and they appreciate it more than if you go to like right. omaha where like and i'm not trying to pick on omaha but i went to an open mic night in omaha and it's just like dude everyone at this open mic is better than me you know and it's like right. when you've got this happening what what are the paid shows like and then like how am i going to compete with that compete, right you know so yeah you it, know and it, i don't know it, and those those cities are great to get out to you know hopefully this winter i'd like to um i'd like to head down my sister lives in tampa so i'd actually like to head down that way and my nephew lives he's like i'll book you all kinds of gigs down here if you want them i'm like yep let's do it you know dude that'd be awesome yeah that would be like a little two-week run yeah a little mini tour mini tour yeah Yeah, you can make like a tiny little run of t-shirts where it's just like i played these days or whatever um so like that you know and that's like one of those other things that's kind of cool is you can do stuff like that with the ability to have those extra contacts that you have i wish i knew people in like other states and stuff like that or it's always it's just so much tougher to book a punk band that might offend people than it is to a uh the one-man acoustic jam type deal right yeah i suppose i you know i mean it's kind of like the country you have your country crowd you have your punk crowd you, you know you just kind of got to cater there's probably more of a country crowd in my guess I don't know yeah, maybe in the Midwest yeah probably in the Midwest <laughs> yeah. you know you go out to the LA scene or something yeah, like that maybe, maybe not you know maybe I, it may flip flop I have no idea I don't, I don't know either but you know that's just one of those things I'm learning when I'm like sitting down at the mic is not everybody looks at music exactly the same way not everybody has the same avenues to pursue due to the fact that not everybody looks at music the same way it's, it's kind of this weird kind of choose your own adventure thing that goes on in For music sure. you know it's it's pretty fun to just navigate your way through it yeah it is because uh, i don't really don't think anybody's stuck in one lane specifically i mean like you can you can i mean i'm like i'm in a punk band and a metal band but i also play like blues music on the side you know like when i play stuff i play it's blues blues inspired so it's like yeah how does how does it work out that you're in a I metal, the blues, metal band and a punk band blues, you, know? you know i think it's because like that's what everybody first learned on it's well, easy probably yeah you know? i would suppose so like i said you know i i grew up my brother listening to the allman brothers you know my yep. I got, i'm the youngest out of out of six kids so i grew up with my brother listening to to quiet riot too yeah you know yeah. that kind of stuff too oh, yeah. on top yep. of it you know so dude that's awesome i love that kind of music and then i grew up in the late 80s and 90s so that i'm an 80s hairband guy and i also like nirvana and and pearl jam and <laughs> yep. you know all those 90s alternative bands that were out dude like and that's like a weird thing was like growing up uh there was pop punk and before that there was like that weird 90s period where it was just like here's guys playing music but it's not quite a boy band you know i'm talking like your your vertical horizons your oh, nine yeah, days absolutely. and like there's a lot of like that going on like your early matchbox 20 type stuff where early like, matchbox 20 was some of the best music ever written there's in a lot my, of, in my opinion dude there's a lot of people out there that will argue that that say uh, yes because i know well, some people that's where we're like so well riddle with class yeah those guys are hitting that type of yes and you know people of my age and yep. they're loving them dude, i love going to see them dude, live i've said that like a million times about those guys is they have found they've picked out the people that are like within 10 years below them and above them and just like nailed it oh like, yeah you know? yeah and levi you know yeah. all those guys are, are 
they're great. Greg sings a hell of a harmonies, you know, yep. and it, it's just, it's fun to watch them. Hell, I went to one of their shows at Shoreside and Manson, and I was out on the dance floor most of the night, you know, and I was <laughs> like, man, I'm tired of dancing already. Dude, there's going to be some good shows at Shoreside and Manson coming up. I think I've seen the Halloween show. Yeah. Are they, they playing do the, the Halloween yeah, they shows? Do the, yep, they do the Halloween show, um, and we play there, I think, November 15th. Um, usually this is about the time of year that Shoreside really starts amping up all there. Mm-hmm. And Jesse Grossnickel is a great friend of mine. He's my neighbor in Manson. Yeah, I, and, and we help put the whole, we help put the whole, um, crash my crater thing on every summer. Oh, cool. You know, and I help him with that all year. And, um, so that's kind of a rewarding project for me to do also. Mm-hmm. Um, but Shoreside is, that's a great music venue. Yeah. If you ever get to go there and watch, watch a show. I mean, I've I'm gonna I'm gonna be Shout honest with you. Side. I've, I've, I've 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 been there, but not actually for a show. Oh my gosh! <laughs> but you but better I, get there. Yeah, and I know, and I know it's gonna be like hate to say that because I know Jesse listens to this sometimes, or at least I, I you know he's he's absolutely he's uh liked and and interacted with me just a little bit here and there. So I know I know he at least knows I exist. So sorry, Jesse. Sorry, Jesse. <laughs> but we, um, but we gave him a good shout out though. You're right though. There's always good stuff going on there. J. Clyde band plays there. I'm J. Talking, Clyde I'm, bands. I'm yeah. Talking it's, it's it's there's there's always something going on there. We um the J. Clyde band usually does a New Year's Eve show, but they were I think they were going to book and carol or something this year. So uh, Solid Views is going to play New Year's Eve also at, at the shore side. So <laughs> that's right, a yeah. great show. Yeah, dude. It's stacked, man. Yeah. It's a good place. It is. It's fun. You know, and with the closing of Patty's here, which was a bummer for everybody, mm-hmm. you know, because those jam nights were the best. Dude, those are so fun. And I, I, I would kind of like to see Shiny Top pick something up like that again, you know. I think that would be great. They love our live music and everything. Yeah, yeah. Oh, shout out to Shiny Top. I mean, they're always booking shows there, too. Always. You know? Yeah, they it's, are. It's crazy. And it's... I don't know if there's just we need to find that one place, not we, but there needs to be that one place with like a dedicated area, kind of like right. kind of like, like Patty's, Patty's head, you know, in the back. That's where all the people play the music, and if you can sit in the front and you don't have to hear it as loud and you don't have to worry about it, yeah. No. Speakers will point at the opposite. Something direction. will pop up. It, it, it will always does. Oh yeah. Oh man. But that's just one of those things that helps you realize you know don't take anything for granted. Because well, Gina was great, you know, and she supported live music left and right. Yes, and still does. Regional rock still hour still does. Yeah. You know? And shout, shout out Mason, Regional Rock Hour. <laughs> yeah, way to go, Mason. Oh, um, man. In fact, I just asked him to do a couple opening for uh, Salty Views and my solo shows. So I wanted to get, uh, I wanted to get you know, like some pump-me-up music, you know, to mm-hmm. kind of get like an opening up of a concert type deal. Yep. Thing. So I think they're going to work on that for us. And Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And they, you know, we work well with the radio station. They do a lot of stuff for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's another thing. Radio station. Darren great. on the radio station on K97, you know, he's, man, they've been so, Darren and Heidi both, they've so pushed my music, my solo stuff on K97, you know, which is first time you hear your song on the radio it's kind of like whoa yeah that's pretty cool it's a little it's a little it's like humbling and mind-blowing and you're just like oh geez this is so sweet and then you're like oh my gosh my stuff's on the radio yeah 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 it kind of everybody heard that you know right? but the other crazy thing is like what if somebody doesn't know you and they hear that and you're like well that was scott Kirkhart with the you know and it's just like that guy was pretty good i'm gonna look him up and then then you find out like oh dude this guy isn't like a super duperty star you know like this right. guy hasn't this guy doesn't go on tours no. every other week you know no. You know, it's, I mean, that's, that's also the cool thing is you fit right in, Yeah. you know, and that's, it's kind of mind blowing to have that too, is just be like, man, how do you, I mean, I've had stuff that I've, 
like Three Finger Betty's been on the regional rock hour, but it's not like quite like playing on 90, you know, with other country music, you know, so. Right, well, yeah, I was on the regional rock hour with Highway 7, and then I and then Darren interviewed me on K97. Dude, so been, I'm like, all right, that's pretty sweet. You've you been know? on both. I, I like all genres of music. Yeah, you know? I'm not just, I love country music, don't get me wrong, but. You know, and that's like one of the things just sitting down here with you is like I kind of realized you, I, I didn't know you before we sat down, kind of pegged you for like a country guy, and then like instantly was like, oh, this guy's not just like all about country, you know, and then you oh, start no. like, oh, I like 80s music and stuff like that. I was like, holy crap. And then, you know, like you were talking like when your heyday was the stuff from like uh, Nirvana through those like oh, yeah. uh, Matchbox 20 era. Right. So it's like, I mean, you lived through a whole completely different set of stuff than what, you know, was force fed to you when you're in your younger years, like that, the 80s metal and stuff. Stone Temple Pilots, you know, and yep. all, I, I love that music. Dude, yeah. And I mean, that's kind of what it was when I grew up, most of my friends went to school so i ended up hanging out with people that were older than me because it's easier than just jumping down and still hanging out with high schoolers you know you don't want to be that dazed and confused guy right. so, so so it's like i'll hang out with the older people and that's like all they listen to is just like you know all right all, all right all right <laughs> so all they listen to is like the uh like 90s alternative rock stuff and it's like oh i got to listen to that quite a bit because i it wasn't something i you know usually grew up listening to or whatever but I don't know. I remember like being babysat by my next door neighbor and having to listen to like '80s stuff too, though. So you know, I got to hear like lots of keyboard and, and big oh. teased hair music. Oh you know? yeah, the hair yeah. six inches up above there. I do everything. Like that's the other thing is music's just so fun because it's open to so much interpretation. Like we were talking, uh, listening to the Gene Walker's uh, suggested Disgraceland podcast. You know, I was, listen, I was listening to that, and there's uh, you know, like a Madonna one that's on. I'm listening to right now. Not that I'm like a huge Madonna fan, but like Madonna's story is like insanely crazy. If you, even just to have him describe it in his his light that he describes things in. Yep. But I mean, even if you just look at like. Rick Astley was something that every now and then I'm just like, Rick Astley existed. And it's this tiny little guy that weighs about 70 right. pounds soaking wet. And he's wearing a suit with huge shoulder pads and he's singing like the deepest voice. And it's like this, I showed someone today. I'm like, this is what Rick Astley looked like. And they're like, no, right. like, you, yeah. wouldn't even, you wouldn't even think about that. Would you? <laughs> oh man. So we did cover most of the things that we had to talk about. Um, you got stuff online. You got a new song coming out. New song's coming out. It's Moonshine coming out. and Mason Jars. Moonshine and Hopefully. Uh, you never, it's up to TuneCore now. It's, it's there. So yeah. So if it's not out when this podcast released, check it out the yeah. next day. Just keep looking or for just it. Just keep be, watching my Scott Kirkhart music Scott Facebook Scott Kirkhart music on Facebook. You yep. also got the Instagram, posting good, the goodies on Instagram. Yep. So, uh, you know, Salty Views, I can see you there. Yeah, check also. out a Salty Views show. Check out a solo show. Yeah, uh, Facebook. You got all the events on yeah, Facebook. You, yeah. got a, you got a website? No, this? not yet. Not yet. I, I've i been, you know, kind of putting it off, but I, I probably need to put one on yeah, there. Psh, buy a domain and just, yeah, just sit I, on it. And I, wait, know, wait, I know Scott Kirkhart Music is open. I've already looked at it. So. Sweet. <laughs> Snag it up. Right. All right. So, uh, I mean, we got most of the stuff covered. You want to give any shout-outs that we haven't talked to anybody about quite uh, yet? Because, I mean... I, Oh, no, one, you know is, what? Just in general, I'm just going to say that everybody around here and around this area, there's so many excellent musicians, period. Yeah. I mean, unbelievable if you just look around. And so go out and support live music, whether it's us, whether it's Ober, whether it's the Blue Ribbon Ramblers, J. Clyde Band, the Riddle with, Cra Riddle with Class, whatever. Yeah. You know, there's always something to do every weekend. Yeah. Um, I love that everybody's kind of brothers and sisters here and you know and that we're I'm very humbled to be part of that and I know that they are too you know I couldn't be where I was where I'm at now with without 
their guidance as well. So yeah, um, that's the be- like I said, that's the best part about being up, up here in the music scene is uh, everybody helps each other out. Uh, you know, gives each other little tips and pointers, supports each other, talks sure. talks to each other. There's always something going on. Um, always. Uh, Tank Anthony, there's another one. Tank that's, Anthony, that's one I got to I have yeah, to Yeah, you need to go home, Tank, yeah, dude. He's a cool dude. You I got to go see that. Yeah. That's, that's going to be cool. And that's the other thing is like the, the deeper I get, the more I realize there's more stuff even locally or like with, oh, within a, a, a short 20-minute drive, 30-minute drive I can go see yeah. than I even thought there ever would be. You know, there even, is. There even is. as far as like I'm, I'm up at the Humboldt area, so like I'll just see like what's going on around me. Like, heck, Timbuk Brews over here. If nobody's for some reason playing a show in like Clarion or the Fort Dodge area, I can go over to Byron's. Byron's almost always Byron's got a show. always got good music over there. Oh, man. So, oh, there we go. It's my earpiece. I was going to say, did we stop recording again? <laughs> no, we got it. But yeah, yeah, one of the greatest scenes out here. Um, I'm always happy to interview and talk to people from around the area. Have here you had Byron on yet? I have not. I've talked to Byron, though. And you know, I asked Byron if you want to be on the podcast. And he says, cool, free publicity. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> Byron is the greatest guy ever. He is. Because I feel like he's a man of few words, but just enough words to just be yeah. exactly what it needs to be yeah uh going to a show at byron's is a show in itself well that's that's an experience i went that's uh, what i would call it an i experience. went alone to my first byron's show like all by myself went to go see a marbin which is like a gypsy jazz band yeah, yeah. and uh went and saw them at byron's and i'm sitting there and i like get a pizza and a pop and i'm just like sitting around and i'm like this is this isn't quite this is going to get weird, isn't it? And it's like, oh gosh, this is crazy. He starts like, you know, raffling stuff off. I'm not going to give away too much about his raffles, but he's every now and then does the, like the door prize type. And the deal. door prizes. Yeah. Dude, it's uh it's, it's a show, it's, you know, it's pretty neat. So don't just go to the places to see the pants like, go check out the places too. Cause I mean like that's the there's, other cool part. There's about not this. another place like Byron's around. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I went to Byron's and a guy like the first night I was there, a guy on a motorcycle with Alaska license plates showed up with a, dog on the front <laughs> a live actual dog and he just pulls up and parks it and the dog is just hanging out there yeah like That's are you welcome s- to byron welcome to Pomeroy Pomeroy no kidding. <laughs> dude oh it's so great i i love this area i love everybody up here uh just constantly supporting each other oh well, um, it's kind of like us now i mean I, you know we're gonna go see mr chavino yeah the the bass player going play some acoustic stuff so. heck yeah that's uh that's coming up quick so i'll tell you what let's wrap this baby up and let's go check them out sounds good all right thanks for checking uh thanks for sitting down with me scott i really appreciate it. scott Kirkhart. thanks for having me absolutely oh yeah that was a great one scott is such a great guy um it's it's another one of those cases where I, I don't know if I'm just like shy or what the deal is, but once I sit down and talk to these people uh, in the podcast setting, it's like, dang, this guy's so nice. I wish I would have just talked to him before or met him earlier. But hey, you know, uh, live and learn. You get, I get to I get to do this, so it's pretty sweet. I I actually went online and tried to check out Scott's. I remember uh, the videos on YouTube. The song is literally just about anywhere you can find music online. So. Uh, I'm waiting for that new single. It's, I'm assuming it's going to follow suit and be literally just about anywhere you can find music online. Um, I bet he does a music video for it eventually, too. Uh, so I'd, I'd subscribe to his YouTube channel. There's links to all that down below, so make sure you check that out. Uh, he posts frequently on Facebook, so check that out as well. He's always keeping everybody updated with shows he's got coming up and ideas. There's, there's some videos on there as well as on his YouTube channel. So check it all out. Uh, it was great to have Scott sitting down talking. I didn't realize we had so much in common. Uh, he likes 
like some of the same music I do, you know, and uh, grew up around that kind of music, and we listen to podcasts, and I mean, we're uh, obviously different people, but uh, kind of close to the same a little bit, maybe, I don't know, um, I don't know, it's just kind of neat, real nice guy, I'm glad I got to sit down with him, and uh, I'm glad you guys got to hear a little bit of his story, hopefully he can join us again sometime, uh, check out, uh, once again, check out that single, it's coming out, if it's not out by the time you're listening to this, which is on a Thursday, it'll be out tomorrow, or, or probably Saturday, it's gonna be out really, really soon, so, uh, if you are listening to this, and it's the outro, um, when you're done listening to this, check it out online, Scott Kirkhart Music, as well as checking things out online, I kinda mentioned in the intro that there was something about t-shirts, if you didn't, uh, hear already, we've got some Audible Farm, uh, podcast t-shirts, they are, amazingly soft t-shirts every time i tell people like oh they're soft and then i i deliver one and they're just like oh man these really are soft yeah i told you they were soft that was one of the things i really really wanted was to make sure i got some nice soft t-shirts uh nothing worse than wearing a a t-shirt that feels like an onion bag or some you know something like that uh right now as a matter of fact if you want a t-shirt you can go to uh audible farm on facebook and there's a post there uh pinned right to the top and it says, win a free Audible to Farm t-shirt. So you can go there, check it out. We're doing a Halloween Halloween giveaway. All you got to do is like the post, comment on the post, share the post. And uh, I'll, I'll, I got one of every size saved on the side here. And uh, whatever size the person wants, small through extra large, I will ship it to your house at no, no cost to you. Uh, just to say thanks. You know, it's one of those cool things. I didn't, didn't ever think starting this that I would ever get any merch ever. That was never my intention. And then it was just kind of like, why don't you have t-shirts? I don't know why I don't have t-shirts. So I got some t-shirts. I got a small batch of them. And they're almost gone. But, uh, yeah, it's kind of crazy. I guess I didn't realize there was that much demand. Um, it's it's pretty wild. So thank you guys uh, very much. Um, also, uh, if you want to check out anything else, Audible Farm, uh, I redesigned the website. Well, as a matter of fact, I, I actually kind of took advantage of of making my own website it's not too much different than what uh, iowa podcast network had set up for me originally but it's there and it's really good so uh, check it out you can go to audiblefarm.com to find everything audible farm uh links to all of the streaming services you can find uh, a little player on the website right there so you can listen to the podcast right from the website if you want to you don't even have to go anywhere you don't have to download any crazy apps or learn how to do anything fancy or or nothing like that if this is your first time and it took you a, an arm and a leg to try to figure out how to get here to listen to this you can just go to audiblefarm.com boom player right there so you just scroll down the page uh, all of the social media links are there as well as a picture of that awesome t-shirt that we have available if you want to be on the podcast you can contact us uh, all you got to do is fill out the form on the website. There's a, it's a right near, right there at the bottom. Uh, when you load the website, it'll have a little link there, say message us and you just boop, click the link and uh, away you go down to the bottom of the page and you can contact us. And then all the way at the bottom, there's a nice little list of our partners. It's kind of cool to have people uh, kind of locking arms and walking down the street together saying, Hey, we're going to do this together. So uh, Fort Dodge Fine Arts Association, uh, first and foremost, doing an amazing job their reach is is wide and they they transcend all sorts of art uh they, i mean this is a podcast mainly about music and entertainment i mean they go they go all the way from like farmers markets to plays to uh live paintings to uh college 
it's I mean it's it's non-stop it's it's a very wide berth uh, they take care of everything art and they just want everyone to know in the northern Iowa area what's going on in the Fort Dodge area as far as arts and uh, they reached out to me and gave me a little digital high five so I you know as a matter of fact if you want there might still be some shirts available at the Fort Dodge Fine Arts Association building uh, go to their website, check it out. There's a link on our on our website, audiblefarm.com. Uh, I donated some shirts to them, and so if you want some shirts, there might still be a couple left there, so check it out. Uh, while you're checking things out online, go to the Indie Music Room. There's a link on the bottom of our website there for that. It's another podcast out of northern Iowa, slightly similar to what we're doing, but slightly different and that's kind of what makes it cool is uh two people with the same idea taking it different directions that one's pretty special because it's uh it's it's a neat thing that they got going on there you can even hear tunes uh by the people who are being interviewed as they're being interviewed which is kind of a neat caveat that they have going for themselves uh as usual thanks to iowa podcast network podcast ia uh everybody that wants to network with me just let me know through the audible farm podcast website at www.audiblefarm.com if you would like a t-shirt uh send us an email audiblefarm at gmail.com or uh, hit us up on facebook or or something because they are running super low and i'm i don't know i'm i'm debating what i'm going to order next if i'm going to get another piece of merch or if it's going to be the same or completely different or um i don't know so tune in more for that uh check out the new website and uh as always thanks for listening everybody thanks to couchtown coffee for supporting us week after week after week with uh you know, code words for everybody to save 20 percent on on what i think is probably iowa's best coffee hands down i mean i've compared it to so many coffees and it's weird how now i prefer couchtown over literally any other coffee no matter what it's it's kind of mind-blowing it's to the point where i go other places and people are like you want some coffee and i'm like eh. nah it's not going to be what i want so I'm, i'll just go without how's that sound um so if i ever turn down coffee that's why it, yeah i might drink the coffee though too i really like coffee so uh check out all the musicians we've interviewed go listen to old episodes i want to say thank you guys very much for supporting the podcast it's been blowing up the last month or two and uh, I'm very humbled. I don't, I don't know what to think about it. I'm just uh, very humbled. So thank you guys. I'm glad you guys are enjoying this. Uh, make sure you support the musicians, artists, entertainers, comedians, other podcasters, professional wrestlers. Everyone we have interviewed on the podcast here, make sure you go support them and check them out. There's a lot to do in Iowa, and I'm uh, just shining, trying to shine a little light on it, I guess. So thanks, everybody. Check the website out. I'll check you next week. Peace.